We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are in the midst of working on the Rotoviz rookie draft guide. We're starting to look at the quarterbacks. We are pumped up to talk about CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Are they the next superstars in the National Football League? We'll find out soon on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. We took off the early days of this week because we had to, well, we really just couldn't pull ourselves away from working on this rookie guide, Curtis, is really what it comes down to. Uh, you know, this year, I am in love with the format that Curtis has put together. It's been awesome getting to see some of the text I'm sending over get put on to these really cool looking pages. And um, this year, from some of the exercises we've been going through, I have a really good handle on this class, and I'm really excited about this class. So, Curtis, I know you're itching to tell everybody yeah. about it. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, this this is one of my favorite uh, times of the year, just kind of forgetting about the fantasy season that just happened. You know, I, I get to do a hard shift into full-on dynasty mode, and, man, prospect evaluation and in the process of, like, solving the puzzle not just of the rookie class but how do all of these new names affect uh the values of players in dynasty you know it, it there's like separate puzzles and they're both just so much fun and it's it's probably the most collaborative time of year as well uh for those of us running the site so that's yep. always something that i really enjoy and yeah man i mean you hit the nail on the head i'm really really pumped uh, about, about this year's fantasy football rookie draft guide. Uh, for those of you that subscribe to our premium email, uh, you've seen that we're we're teasing our pre-sale. But in case you know you're an avid listener, uh, but you don't subscribe to the emails, or you know, hey, maybe you opened it up and and you just haven't gone through and executed. I want to remind you right now, you can get all three volumes. That's volume one, which is early February. This is really kind of our. Uh, I would say it's it's the intro to the class. You know, we're going to give you some similar prospects. You're going to get like top five similar prospects to each guy. You're going to get a little bit of a statistical rundown. You're going to get a little bit of my own uh, opinions on how these players ought to be valued. And then obviously you're going to get 
you know, the rankings from me, Dave, Sean Blair, and and the rest of the team. You're going to get mock drafts for you know every uh, major type of uh, dynasty setup. There's going to be some must know metrics in there, and you know along the way we're also going to talk you know in future volumes where do the rookies go in startup drafts? What information did we get from the combine, and how does that affect uh, these these uh, profiles for the prospects? And then on April 30th, the Sunday after the NFL draft concludes, we will drop volume three that's going to be adjusted for draft capital and landing spot within 24 hours the the draft ending right in time for all of those high stakes uh rookie drafts over on ffpc and the like it's just you know it's going to be a heck of a a next 90 days or so dave yeah we we cannot wait um definitely one of the funnest times of the year and a major reason why we can cover fantasy football 365 days a year without (laughs) any trouble. My parents always ask me, so wait a second, you're talking on a podcast two to three days every week for an entire year. How do you, how do you have stuff to talk about? And I try to explain it's because it never ends. There's always (laughs) something new coming. Yeah, man. So we want to talk about quarterbacks tonight. There are two players that I think everybody listening is aware of, given the fact that they play for Alabama and Ohio State and are players that have received hype for a number of years, have been in that national conversation, were in Heisman contention and played on some really good teams. I am going to drop a sound effect, Curtis, and then I'm going to let you pick which one of the players you want to start with. Just putting icing on the, the cake of the intro here. Uh, if, if if I sold you on the pre-sale, you got to go over to rotoviz.com, click on 2023 Rookie Guide at the top of the page, and go ahead and pre-order uh, your three-volume set. It's just 20 bucks. That's the pre-sale price. Can't promise it's going to stay at that price. You want to go ahead and lock that in over the next week to 10 days uh, before this volume drops. All right, Dave. So I would like to start with Mr. C.J. Stroud. Why? Because he's a Buckeye baby. And that's, that's a player that's in my backyard. And if you're going to let me pick who I want to talk about, I'm going to go with the Buckeye every time. Uh, But those of you that have been following my work, you know, for the last better part of a decade, since I've been in fantasy, know, you know, I don't just write up every Buckeye in a positive light. You know, I watch more of their football than, than any other uh, college football squad. And I've had plenty of guys that I've not been as high on uh, you know, as as the fantasy community along the way. C.J. Stroud does not fit that description, though, Dave, and that's because C.J. Stroud will be my QB1 uh, in this class. Uh, we'll have to see how he shakes out for the rest of you. I know it's going to be pretty tight between he and Bryce Young. Um, I, I would expect it would be anyway, but C.J. Stroud is, is at the top for me. He's got a little bit more size to him uh, than Bryce Young. You don't have to worry as much about uh, the things that you would worry about with a player who, you know, is barely going to measure six foot and, and probably come in under 200 pounds, um, especially a guy that likes to to be a little bit of a water spider out there on the field. I mean, Stroud, 6'3", he's 215. He's big enough, room to fill out the frame a little bit more. And and he's just been awesome forever. You know, he yeah. he won the Elite 11. You know, for those of you that don't follow, you know, like the high school recruiting process, like you want to be an Elite 11 quarterback. like. You, you make it into the lead 11 competition. Uh, you are going to be going to a powerhouse level 
power five football team, you're probably going to end up as an early starter and you're going to be on that short list of guys that gets like Heisman watch listed his first full season as a starter, et cetera. So this guy's just, everyone expected him to be a stud. And then over the past couple of years, like he's become that stud. I mean, he's led the Buckeyes to be one of the most successful uh, squads, you know, in the country over the past couple of years. Now in 2021 is when he took over that starting role. So he's got two full seasons under his belt as a starter in this premier offense. First year as a starter, Dave completed over 70% of his passes, 4,400 yards and 44 touchdowns. That's his first season, man. First season, <laughs> yeah. 4,400 yards, 44 touchdowns and 72% of his passes. He added like an 11 and a half, uh, uh, average yards per attempt and, you know, won, won a bunch of awards. And, uh, in the bowl game that year, Dave, he had 572 passing yards and six touchdowns against Utah in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, uh, he, he followed that up this year, Dave, with 66% completion rate, uh, just under 3,700 yards, but again, 41 touchdowns. In his two seasons as a starter, you know, he threw for 85 touchdowns in the regular season and just 12 interceptions. Uh, he was a second-team All-American, third in the Heisman Trophy voting, and, you know, if you didn't get to watch Stroud a lot over the past couple of seasons, let's say all you saw was Ohio State, uh, Ohio State versus Georgia. OK, you would have seen exactly why, you know, I'm excited, why scouts are excited. He is a guy that is continuing to figure out how to move around in the pocket, manipulate the pocket, has great chemistry with his receivers. He's pointing them to open spots in the field, doesn't seem to get faced um, too much when under pressure, he's not a guy uh, that runs a lot, Dave. But I do think that when I look at the players who are among his box score scout sims, you can see how that would translate to still being, you know, a, a potential fantasy QB one sometime in the future. So I'm going to pause there yep. for any reaction about uh, Stroud as a college prospect. And then let's kick this over into some talk about his sims and then maybe how we would be valuing him uh, this early in the process. Sure. Well, I'm just going to come up and say that I absolutely love Stroud. I am absolutely enamored with him when I go through and review the numbers. Now, the interesting thing that we have going on here is for maybe the last two or three seasons, we've had so much focus on quarterbacks that can add in that rushing production, which yeah. Stroud doesn't appear to have. But the thing is, I look at some of the things that I have found to be important for quarterbacks, like total touchdowns per game, uh, high adjusted yards per attempt, significant yardage totals, all of these things that you know we would expect. But when you start to look at where he lands, especially compared to the rest of this class, across the board on those metrics, and you know I will have an article coming up where we break this down, he's just really impressive. I think a knock that people could have on him could be, well, dude, he's been playing with like 25 NFL wide receivers his whole career. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the thing is, you can tell that the accuracy is still there. The decision making is there. You know, he's played in enough big games that you can ascertain, even if he's been helped out to some degree by those receivers, he still has the ability that's required of an NFL passer. So I am very, very impressed with Stroud. Currently, I have him as my number one player in Superflex. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to find some alignment here. Um, kind of summing up his accomplishments. 
he was the back-to-back Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. And, and Dave, in these following two metrics, he finishes his career in the top four all-time in college football. Okay? Top four all-time in total yards per play and also in passing efficiency. I mean, he he's an all-time great. That total he's yards per play is, is is incredible. And it's, yeah. it's really important. We can't overlook how important it is. Yeah, I mean, the... He, he is an all-time great, yet yeah, I think it's fair to call out the level of players he's playing with. But you know what? Good players go to good schools and play with other good players. You know, I mean, yeah. that's not like a secret. Uh, okay, so let's talk about his box score scout sims. We talked a lot about the, about the production. And you can look more at that uh, on your own time at rotoviz.com. Just go to our prospect box score scout tool, and you can do all kinds of exploration and have all kinds of fun, get lost in the data there. But the top five Sims for CJ Stroud, uh, assuming early round one draft capital, I mean, I I don't think anybody expects CJ Stroud, even in a a crazy scenario, to drop outside of the top 10. And he's probably going to be a top five, maybe even a top two pick, depending on how the trades shake out uh, in this draft. His top five, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, and Tua Tagovailoa. So you have uh, five guys who all have started multiple seasons uh, in the NFL and really save for Sam Darnold, all of them, you know, the other four have found fantasy success. You know, we've seen QB one or borderline QB one seasons from all of them. And I mean, you had Winston, even though he's inefficient, you know, just having some huge fantasy seasons. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be a future star. Jared Goff now has looked very good with two different uh, franchises and, you know, Tua, it's just a matter of health. Um, but he he really looked like he was taking a step forward, too. You know, so to have four multi-year starters amongst your top five, you know, that's a great hit rate. It speaks to the floor that a player with this type of profile will have. And I think it's it's pretty safe to say, you know, in an, investing in a very early super flex rookie pick in Stroud is unlikely to end up, you know, as just – a uh, you know, a total, uh, a total miss. You know, I, I don't think you're going to whiff on this type of player when you look at, you know, who's in his top five. Because even with Darnold, you know, he didn't look good those first couple years, but through that first season, he still maintained a lot of the dynasty value. People were still like, you know, hey, let's see what happens in year two. Sometimes you get that, uh, that chance to leap forward. So even in a worst case scenario, Stroud comes in, looks overmatched, not playing with the level of receiver that he had at OSU, that type of thing terrible OC, you know, whatever, whatever situation you want to concoct, you know, he's not going to lose all that value, you know, right away. So Dave, I don't think that I can put him at my number one overall in super flex because of one of the running backs we're going to talk about. And it's not even that I don't think that Stroud will probably not be more useful uh, over the course of his career than the running back, but it's just about, you know, what's the initial return on investment of spending a pick? And I, I think, you know, Bijan Robinson, there's just so much excitement about him that he's still going to be my 101. But Stroud is my 102, and he would be the the top of what I'll call my tier 1B, along with the other player that we're going to talk about today. Sure. So, you, you know, the funny thing is, I, I I probably will have to sit down when we come time to do the final rankings and really think about it because if I'm on the clock in a draft today, I, f- I feel like <laughs> I can say that I have Stroud one, but I don't know if I'd really be able to pass on, on Robinson. Um, of course, you know, I have until we actually see where, uh, 
where these players end up going to make my final decision. So I'll be looking forward to that. Let's talk about Bryce Young, though. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, uh, give me a, give me a soundbite. I gotta, you know, I gotta switch gears here. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay, how about... Was that... Oh, that was the explosion and then like the That's little... That's lightning. It was lightning. Oh, it's it, lightning. It, was, okay. it was a sound effect I made for us to do a lightning round here and there. And, you know, when we first started doing this pod together... <laughs> I don't think we, I've we, ever known that. We might have done that. And, uh, no. you know, we don't we don't really need the segments, like, you know, constructed anymore because it's, it's easier, I feel like, and better for us to just go. That's right. Okay. So let's talk Bryce Young. All right. So Bryce Young, um, I mean, he's he's uber athletic he is super shifty super speedy uh you know he in comparison to stroud he does like to move around he will he will scramble a little bit but you know despite all the athleticism um he actually was not a prolific rusher yeah you know i mean he he actually only put up 185 yards and four touchdowns uh on the ground this past season um he you know he does not he does not look like a Konami code guy. Now that's fine. Cause he looks like he's an awesome quarterback and he's probably going to score plenty of fantasy points. Um, just slinging the ball around, but you know, we have to be careful just because somebody's athletic doesn't mean, you know, they're going to be prolific as, as a runner. And, you know, I was having uh, some back and forth with a Twitter follower uh, last week. So I was 
putting a little bit of shade on on Bryce Young's uh, running production, and yeah. like, and I and I made a comment about his size in the tweet, Dave. Yep. And they're like, "What?" But Kyler Murray is small. Okay, well, but Kyler Murray also ran for a ton of yards in college football. <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't think it's the, a, the I don't think a good comparison. The, yeah, it's. It, I mean, they're not the, the BMIs are going to be vastly different. But I mean, all, I, I don't have anything about Bryce Young. I'm just saying he didn't actually rush for very many fantasy points. Like that. Right. That's actual data. That's not my opinion. That's the actual data. Like and I so think, if, like guys like Joe that, Burrow put up a lot more. Yeah, on oh, the yeah. ground, like guys that we don't think of as those running type of threats. There's a lot of these guys that play in the NFL quarterback position that put up more impressive production in college, and we don't even think about their rushing ability. That yeah, that's that's totally right. And you know, if if young young certainly has the athleticism to become a prolific rusher, but we haven't seen it yet. He's had plenty of opportunities to do it. You know, maybe Saban had a no run rule on him. You know, but he also and gets in trouble a little bit with all that athletic ability as, as many of the quarterbacks of this uh, cloth do take some big sacks at times because he's not strong enough to get out of the grass once he's in it. Now let's put that all aside. I just wanted to start with that because you know, for people that were listening to me say CJ Stroud's my QB one and we're mad for that whole segment since young is so popular. I just want to get out of the way, you know, get that out of the way because I think a lot of people that are putting young over Stroud are doing it on the basis that, Oh, well, he's going to add all this rushing floor. Well, if he doesn't in the NFL, it'll be the first time he's done it. So let's just leave that there. Now as a passer, I mean, young is awesome. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's very comparable uh, to Stroud in terms of the types of production, you know, the efficiency, the accuracy uh, as a sophomore completed 67% of his passes, nearly 5,000 yards, 47 touchdowns and just seven interceptions uh, and did take Alabama to the national title game that year. Uh, he, he won a Heisman trophy. He won a Maxwell award. He was a consensus all American. I mean, basically any accolade you can dream up. Bryce young was either a finalist or a winner of that award in uh, 2022, similar to Stroud, a little bit of a fall off in the, in the uh, production category, year over year, but I mean, still, you know, really impressive. 64% of his passes were completed about 3,300 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, just five interceptions. And we already talked about the rushing production from this year. I mean, you know, he definitely has mastery of the offense. He's going to be a quarterback that could come in and, and probably learn any system you would want him to learn. Um, it would be really fun. You know, I don't know where Sh Sean Payton's going to land or if he's going to take a job, but when I think about Bryce young, I think, you know, a marriage like that with a, a coach who is not afraid to give even the most talented of quarterbacks plenty of instruction. I mean, Breeze was Breeze was very involved in the game plan, but he still took you know lots and lots of cues from Sean Payton, um, and you know he was also you know famously not a very big quarterback and still got it done. You know, put up huge huge numbers, and I think you know that's within the range of outcomes for Bryce Young is to be a really prolific passer in the NFL, despite the lack of height, despite the slight frame. Um, and despite, you know, potentially not adding much on the ground, I still think he could be a really fun uh, fantasy uh, asset here, Dave. So let's talk about his box score scout Sims. Now we've yep. got a little bit of overlap, actually a lot of overlap. Uh, four of his top five Sims are the same as CJ Stroud's. 
Yeah, that's but, that's really interesting. Now, some yeah, of that's it, a function it, of the draft capital because there's only is, so many players that are going to go yeah. in that spot. But, but yeah, yeah. Now, if if we if we just completely remove that or put it, you know, way down, you know, or change the big swap that we make at the top. Uh, Cause that's really, and the order of the strength of the sim match is a little difference too. So mm-hmm. let's go back to Stroud. It was Winston, Darnold, Lawrence, Goff, uh, Tua. With Young, Matthew Stafford is actually his closest sim mm-hmm. followed by Lawrence, Goff, Tua, and then Darnold. Mm-hmm. So if I was looking at, if I was looking at those lists, I mean, I would say I probably like the trade of Winston for Stafford and yeah. I like the stronger matches with Lawrence, Goff, and Tua versus Darnold. So, you know, I think just purely on the metrics, our box score scout sim tool at this point, you know, it probably would would favor Young just a little bit in terms of the I would say that floor is just a tiny bit higher when you get a player like Stafford instead of Winston. But it's a very similar group, obviously. And, you know, I, I think it's as close in our box score scout tool as it is, you know, in fantasy football rookie rankings that we're going to see all over the place. It's going to be very, very common to see these two players in either order. You know, I, I would, if I could, I would list them right next to each other uh, and just give the tiebreaker to Stroud on, on the size, um, uh, on, on the size. And, uh, you know, I, I think I just, because of that, I think there's, there's less ways that he could potentially flop. Um, but young is a fine consolation prize at one Oh three for me in early super flex rookie drafts. And, you know, Hey, if, if like, I don't know, something crazy happened and, you know, he slid to 104 and I wasn't drafting in the early parts of my rookie draft. I'd be like scrambling to figure out ways to trade up and, and get him. I do think that he could be pretty successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that you can't argue with there is the passing production was really, really impressive with what we saw him do at Alabama. Um, I mean, when you're putting up 47 passing touchdowns to seven interceptions in a season, 4,873 yards. Now, granted, that's on 15 games. It's just very impressive stuff. Uh, when I think about him and some of the concerns that people are going to have about his size, uh, I can understand why that gets factored in because I think the reality is a lot of NFL teams are going to worry about it. And when we're working on this process right now, we have to assume that that could lower his draft capital a little bit compared to a player like Stroud. But it's probably not that relevant. Uh, You know, we'll have to see where teams settle on that. But if I'm looking between these two players, I do give an edge to Stroud with that being one of those ancillary components. But more importantly, when I look at the key data points that I'm focusing on and trying to mine for quarterback hits, uh, I do think that there's a pretty significant separation in some of those stats between Stroud and Young, especially yeah. when I look at the adjusted yards per attempt. And there's a big delta in the career uh, touchdowns per game, uh, both of those in favor of Stroud. So I'll have to see where things settle out as I haven't gone through the whole process of putting it all together. Uh, But for my first kind of pass through contextualizing where I think they're going to land, I think it's possible that from a historical profile perspective, when I'm done with that exercise of looking at the things that matter, we could see Stroud kind of finishing in a different tier than Young. Yeah, that'll be, I'll I'll look forward to that research. I know we're going to have our, our rookie summit here probably 
that's what's so exciting, Dave. It's probably in the next yeah. seven to ten days we're gonna yep. be doing our rookie our rookie uh, mock draft summit and rookie rankings finalization uh, with with Blair and Sean. That's always such a fun time. We'll have to see how those guys approach these two quarterbacks too, because you know uh, we all like to think our opinion uh, and, and our uh, I, I guess our informed opinion. Um, yeah. about the players is the most correct but you know when we put our guide out we really like to put out the consensus you know all four of us have you know slightly different approaches and you know we feel like hey if we can get to a spot where we agree on where those tier lines should be drawn and order on the players that's going to be better than any list that you know just one of us could put out on our own so looks like dave and i give the edge to stroud can <laughs> sean and blair uh push it into a tie and some heated debate when we get together here soon, that'll be interesting to see. Dave and I are going to be back talking about some more quarterbacks that next year. I mean, these two guys were the the cream of the crop this season, but there are some other quarterbacks that have some traits and some things that show up in their uh, statistical profiles at this point that make them kind of interesting a little bit later on in rookie drafts. Come back and, and listen to a future episode where we'll highlight Will Levis Anthony Richardson, Tanner McKee, Bo Nix, Max Dugan, and Hendon Hooker. Lots more quarterback to talk about before we switch positions, Dave. Yeah, it's some of these guys. It was really fun when I started looking through them. You know, some some surprising numbers in there. So it's going to be fun to talk about those guys, even though there's been so much focus on, you know, perhaps the top three or four guys. But there's definitely... Uh, especially for those of you in the super flex leagues, there's still a lot that we can go through with these lower level passers. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>